0: We are glad you found our little corner of the podcast universe. To our subscribers, guests, visitors, and those with a burning desire for an answer to the question, OK, now what? We welcome you to the From Learning to Earning podcast, sponsored by OK, Now What? This podcast covers topics of interest to anyone starting a business, but is especially focused on the unique concerns of teachers looking to make the move to entrepreneurship. My name is David Zahn, and while I may not have all the answers, I can at least help you answer, okay, now what? Hello, and welcome to this podcast. This podcast will provide insight into someone that acted on what most of us feel in our bones and often discuss amongst ourselves, and that is the broken educational system. Unlike most of us though, today's guest not only recognized the state of brokenness, but took action to do something about it and correct what ails our approach to education. In our little world of teaching and education, Being able to speak with and hear from today's guests is just a shade less of a must-listen interview than Howard Stern and Bruce Springsteen or Barbara Walters and Fidel Castro. Evelyn Shaw Corley has done what so many of us have wished we could do, and that is reimagine how to deliver educational content in the current environment by recognizing individual learners' needs technological advances, and rethinking the conventions that for too long were taken for granted as the only or best way to teach. This is one example that is empowering, illustrative, and indicative of the power of a teacher's creativity to expand what is possible and make it a reality. Here to share her story on the ways to help students thrive in and not merely survive being educated is Evelyn Shaw Corley, the founder and CEO of Thrive International Academy. Evelyn, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, David. It is an honor and delight to be here with you today.
0: So, Evelyn, let's start with the positives. What did you or do you like about teaching?
1: There are so many positives about teaching, and the biggest positive is changing the trajectory of students' lives. We can go as fun as I love to rap, I love to do grammatical rapping, making up my little songs and jingles, and then I love seeing that light bulb aha moment go off that, you know, ultimately leads to a change in life. Those are my favorite, favorite parts. I love the camaraderie with my students, the building of foundational relationships that can sometimes last a lifetime. And I love bringing joy into people's lives. I love serving as a mentor, a role model, and I love teaching and also learning. So, so many things I could go on.
0: You now, certainly it's not all unicorns and rainbows. What parts of teaching did you or do you dislike?
1: Okay, let's get real, real, David. In the reality of teaching today, and it is 2023, and I left the classroom in 2019, the reality, and I'm choosing which point I want to start with, with intentionality, and that is classroom safety it's a subject that is often overlooked there is an article that came out yesterday talking about teacher and student safety and one of the things that i really want to bring to light is that not only do our students need to be safe however and also our teachers need to be safe as well And I think that is an issue that's coming to light. We need to care for our students socially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and we need to care for our teachers as well. And that is severely lacking in the school system. I did not like bullying from bosses. Bosses, to be fair, who are also feeling the heat from their bosses. And that's the reality. And I can understand that. But I want to make it super clear that in education, if you're there, you're doing the very best that you absolutely can. And your best is going to look different every day. And also, when you're teaching large group size classes, the reality is that you cannot reach 32 individualized needs in one 50- to 60-minute class session.
0: Can you explain your own migration or evolution from being in the classroom to being a business owner?
1: Absolutely. So this comes with a story. When I was teaching my final class in 2018-2019, I was teaching a class of 8th graders, And in this class of eighth graders, it was third period, and over half of my eighth graders in a 30-plus class were reading on a second and third grade level, and it was devastating in every sense of the way that something can be devastating And I knew that every child in my class needed one to one attention. So I busted it and I did the very best that I possibly could. However, it was completely stressful in all regards. And I still worry about how these students are doing, knowing that they were so far behind that that can potentially affect graduation rates, future goals. And we've seen with the pandemic and I've been interviewed on Fox 5 Atlanta regarding pandemic loss of learning. And our learners are in a deep struggle right now. I know I'm on a tangential topic, but I do want to make this clear that filling in the learning gaps is so very important and however that looks for you. So back to the story. I was so broken after that school year, after a multitude of tough school years for a variety of reasons, and I was going to get a job at Michael's with the flowers, with the picture frames, take a break, let my mind heal. And I was hired, but before I took that job, I said, wait a minute, I have gifts and talents and offerings to share with this world. So I took to the power of Facebook. And let's be real, Facebook Meta has some power. So I got online and this was when live videos were cool. And I made some of the cheesiest live videos on Facebook announcing to the world that, hey, I'm here, I'm tutoring, I'm so excited, and I want to be a part of your family. And this was not an overnight sensation. It took some grind, it took some hustling, but with time, I started gaining individual tutoring clients of my own. To be clear, I was also working multiple tutoring jobs with other companies as well. So it wasn't this immediate overnight sensation. I believed in myself and as Thrive, formerly Evelyn Educates, started to make more and more money and started to take up time. I reached a point where I was able to hire independent contractors. And flash forward to today, I have over 25 independent contractors across the globe. If you want to learn French from a beautiful woman in France, you can do that. And that is something that I believe in is authentic, live, one-to-one and small group learning with a teacher who serves as both a teacher leader and a mentor. So that's a little bit of my story.
0: What concerns did you have about leaving teaching to pursue a career outside the very conventional concept of a school building?
1: I had many concerns. It is absolutely terrifying, David. And I am going to use the word brainwashed because I feel that as teachers, we are taught that it is the only thing that we can do. And I am 40 years old, and there were only so many career options at that time that you even knew about, that you even heard about. And while I was made to be a teacher, and I know that, I also think it's important for a variety of career options to be stated and given and shared with our students, especially with the changing climate and goals. But it was terrifying. And I had to find from the brokenness to the beauty and inner belief in myself. I went from someone who was utterly devastated and struggling with her mental health and physical health to someone who is a warrior, to someone who speaks with eloquence. I have my first keynote speaking engagement coming around the corner and I'm so excited. So it takes a leap of faith through the fear, a leap of faith through the fear and that belief system that yes, you do have to hustle. That is true. It's not a fairy tale. It's not overnight your thing that your passion becomes this successful six-figure business. It takes time for that. But I want you to know That you are valuable you are beautiful and wonderfully made and you are meant for
0: more to pick up on a point you just mentioned though when i speak with teachers it's not uncommon at all for me to hear that they are unsure of how their skills translate to a business setting as -hmm. both a teacher and a business owner what do you see as the skills teachers have that do transfer easily to business situations?
1: Certainly, so we often joke as veteran teachers that we have many, many jobs, that we are nurses, we are counselors, we are life coaches, we grade, we teach, we're entertainers, we do all of the things. So think about that, think about all of the roles and the jobs that you have, being a mother, being a father, being all of these things There is only one you. There is only one you with your gifts and your talents and your special secret sauce. So take self belief, take the drive that I know that you have. And if transitioning out of teaching is what you want to do, know that you're organized more than you think you are. Know that you're valued and should be valued. Know that you deserve to make money. And know your worth, know it. And the skill sets that are acquired and needed for working either in entrepreneurship or in the land of business is tenacity, being strong, being courageous and being adaptable, which I think is the strongest trait that we see in most educators today is the trait of adaptability.
0: If you are enjoying this podcast broadcast and wish to connect with David Zahn to pursue your own journey into entrepreneurship, you can schedule a no cost and no obligation 20 minute chat and chew with you discussion at www.oknowot.biz, and that's spelled OKAY. N-O-W-W-H-A-T dot biz slash get dash dot H-T-M-L. And now back to our podcast. How did you learn what you needed to, needed to know in order to transition from being a classroom teacher to a business owner?
1: I learned how to fall on my face, cry, and rise again. I learned that there will be huge, epic failures and huge, epic victories, and that is a beautiful, wonderful thing. I had to learn how to not, and it's not that I was ever shy, it's that I didn't believe in myself. And I had to learn that. And that is like building a muscle. And when I'm talking to my community on social media, I know that not everybody is my person. And you have to be okay with that. And I think a lot of times in education, and particularly for women and the way that we are raised, we are raised to be people pleasers. And we are not raised to put our oxygen masks on first. We are not raised to think, hey, what do I need to be healthy? And so all of that hopefully answers your question. And if not, do, do let me know.
0: We've just come out of, a, for many, a cataclysmic time in our history with the whole pandemic. How did that affect your business?
1: Certainly. So we became a business formally and officially an LLC in 2019 pre-pandemic. And we were small and savvy. Come pandemic, it was unprecedented growth. In 2020, we grew over 500% because families were collectively in crisis trying to figure out what to do. And a Zoom classroom with 30 plus students or even 20 students is not desirable and it's not effective. The studies and the research show that one-to-one is effective and really no more than five. No more than five and an intensive tutoring session is effective. And the research also shows that daytime tutoring is the most effective. So partnerships with school districts that are still doing a traditional public school thing, I would like to see a hybrid model taking place more so. And some of the school districts are doing this now, where they're hiring companies like mine, like Thrive, to come in and do that intensive tutoring during the day. So through the pandemic, we grew hugely during the pandemic and then came 2021, 2022. And then we took a bit of a dive. It was very much the roaring 20s, as I like to say. And we were all so overjoyed to be back in person me included. So the pendulum swung back, and then the pendulum swung back to the middle. Some students do their very best work face-to-face. I know that, and I love that. Some students do their best in their home environment or in a small group environment on a screen because that's how they function, and that's what they like, and they maybe taking dance classes and baseball and doing all of the things and theater. And so, or they travel or they have special needs. And so there's so many times that the use of technology makes a lot of sense. And we utilize that. And we serve students who need something different than what we've seen for, oh, so many years.
0: Picking up on that point, we hear so much in the news coverage about how the pandemic not only stunted academic performance, but also the social and emotional development of students. Given that your offering is remote and electronic often versus face-to-face, how are you overcoming that issue? Certainly.
1: We overcome that issue because every student in my homeschooling program has a mindfulness mentor. They have at least a 30-minute check-in with an adult who unwaveringly does not give up on them. In my programs, we do life together. We are not just teachers. We are teacher mentors, caring and serving Your well being, your health and wellness, your social needs, your emotional needs, and your cognitive needs. So that is how we best support our students, is because we know that everybody needs some one to one attention. Mom is doing her best, dad is doing his best, grandma, grandpa, everybody, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors. We're all doing our best, but we all, in my belief, need a mentor, adults too.
0: I definitely concur with that. And I think coaching is very often an option that people neglect when it would be so helpful because so many professionals, be they athletes, musicians, actors, actresses, all have coaches even when they are at the very top of their profession. That's right. definitely, definitely concur with you there. What did you learn about starting your own business that was unexpected or came as a surprise?
1: So many things come as a surprise all of the time. The first surprise was I didn't know that it was going to work. I had no idea that we would be who we are today and how we are today. The second thing is I learned to pivot. When times change, I change. And that's okay. And we need to be comfortable with the pivot and comfortable with the uncomfortable. I've learned what I do well. I've learned what I don't do well. If it's not a strength for me, I've learned that I need to outsource that and give that amazing opportunity to somebody whose strength it is. Shout out to Sydney Morales, my admin team for being parent and student support. She does all of the scheduling All of the phone calls, all of the texts, everything that we do, she is scheduling. And shout out to Jen McMullen, who does all things financial, spreadsheets. She keeps us organized. So outsourcing is so important. And if you're not thinking about growth, you are heading towards tragedy. You have to always think about growth in some capacity for your company. So, so many things.
0: Based on your experience now, if you were to be asked by the Dean of the School of Education at a university to provide advice on their curriculum to prepare the next generation of teachers, what counsel would you offer for what they should add and what they may want to consider removing?
1: I love this question. What I feel should be added is the integration of AI because things like ja- cheap chat, GPT are here and we need to utilize them. Jobs are changing. If you want the answer for something, you Google it or you search it on a multitude of platforms. So I don't think that rote memorization so much has the emphasis that it once did However, critical thinking and critical thinking skills are never going to go away. Adaptability, as I mentioned previously with educators and knowing your worth, I think we need to add social emotional learning. I think that every college student also needs a mentor because I am such an advocate for our mental health. And I really want to add that College should look differently. I believe in a hybrid model. If you want to go in person, fantastic. But incorporate some digital tools into that in person and have some small group breakout sessions. If you want to go online, I believe that online should be an option for everyone. There are women in the Middle East who are finding opportunities to receive their collegiate experience through the online option. And so I believe that an online option should be accessible to everyone worldwide. And I would say that to any school leader in the United States.
0: Evelyn, this has been so enlightening and I so appreciate you sharing your experiences and insights with me and with our audience. If people want to connect with you to learn more about you, your business or your services how would they go about doing that
1: thank you sir the first thing that i would say is to go to workwiththrive.com and i love to connect with you on facebook i am evelyn shaw corley and you can find me on all platforms but workwiththrive.com i'd love to see you there
0: Thank you again for your time and for all of your experiences and expertise. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: You have been listening to From Learning to Earning, hosted by David Zahn, the teacher's business mentor. If you have not already done so, please register to join the Facebook group Business Launch From Fear to Fabulous, where you can find additional information and participate in a community of like-minded people venturing into business ownership, and if you are ready to receive one-on-one coaching or enroll in a self-paced course to make your dream business a reality, you can contact David Zahn at www.oknowwhat.com. Dot .biz backslash get-started.html and as always we want to hear from you about topics you would like to have covered or your feedback on this or other episodes. Drop us an email with your thoughts at David zahn D-A-V-I-D-Z-A-H-N at okay now what dot biz and don't forget to invite your friends to listen to this or any of our other episodes and join our podcast community